Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. and welcome to this episode of the galactic driftwood podcast i'm bill i'm linda i'm charles hey i'm seth i'm chris and today we're going to be talking about uh sci-fi news stuff that's coming out sci-fi fantasy etc uh i've got a number of shows that are either out or uh on the verge of coming out and uh, so we thought we'd kind of go over some of those um and i think uh, let's just kick it off with wheel of time we're like five episodes into that and charles has seen a very little bit of that or not much charles just very little very little linda and chris and i are i think up to date you're up to date right chris yep seth hasn't seen it yet so we can spoil it for him (laughs) i i well i don't know how much you'll spoil because i've read the first five books oh okay okay all right I, I I am curious to find out how close the books follow the show. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't tell you necessarily where uh, they fall in the books, but yeah, we could talk about some of it. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, it's pretty good. I like it so far. Um, it's uh, I think it's got uh, some great world building in there. Um, I like uh, the details in the sets uh, and the characters. Um, it's uh it's a fascinating world and um and no yeah. that is not a dementor that is not a dementor no that's a, a shade yes. just kind of look like one fade not a shade <laughs> fade yes <laughs> and uh looks like they just have mouths and no eyes which would be kind of weird yeah how do you how do you see where the food is <laughs> right. it's a magical being okay magic i mean yeah you're creepy with that right so yeah so, so what do you think seth or uh, chris uh yeah i uh i like it so far i agree with you it's it's got great world building um they're actually doing a pretty good job of um kind of getting us to be pretty attached to the characters mm-hmm. um i will say not having read the books um i don't have enough um world building from the history of um uh where some of these people come from in the in the lands abroad so you have the uh um shoot i forgot what they're called all the all the 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 magic the Isod- users basically the yeah the isodai they don't explain all the different groups and the colors well initially now i i will say they are filling in those gaps as it goes you're yeah. learning about the history and the relationships with uh how that all works uh but for the characters that you do get um introduced to this hits the ground running i, su- I suspect that it's such a big world it could be very boring and dull to kind of fill in all those gaps to start out so yeah. Having said that, I do think as the series progresses, they'll start filling in those gaps. They basically, where needed, um, where it needs additional context, they fill it in. But for the short part, each one of these characters you see here on the screen, um, you you know enough about them to know what's going on, which is great. I, I'm enjoying it 100%. Um, there's parts that hit you in the feels. It's, there's parts that make you go, yes. You know, there's, there's parts that like, oh no, he's going to kill him. <laughs> uh, all that kind of stuff is all in there and it's it's great it's got suspense it's got a little bit of everything i like how they uh depict how uh the should i channel their powers um this particular part in the story focuses on um uh moraine and her uh right hand uh man lan uh what's his name man man dragon i i can't barely pronounce their awesome names they have in this but uh, they set off on a journey to find uh, the Dragon Reborn. So every once in a while, there's like this almost world-ending type of event that occurs or whatever, and there's this Dragon Reborn, I guess, uh, that kind of pops up on the map that, that uh, 
has great power that can either make or break the world. And uh, it's about time that they go find this person. So that's what they set out to do. And they come across a group of uh, young adults, if you will, uh, where they're not sure which one it is, but they all kind of fit the right age group around 20 years old. Um, and uh, they're thinking that one of them is the uh, dragon reincarnated, if you will. And so this is about their journey and they have to get to a certain part of the land heading east towards this tower um, where they can basically be, uh, I won't say analyzed, but they'll be reviewed and they'll kind of figure out what they need to do with, uh, do with, the, do with them. And this is about their journey there. Yeah, and I um, in the first episode, um, one of the things that I thought was neat um, was the um, song that they sang. So uh, uh, actually, Linda's put a picture up on the screen now that shows the Army of Light, yes. which is sort of a uh, religious group um, now known to those of us that watch the show for their cruelty. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, what I thought was neat is uh, in the first episode, rather than have a uh, a long detailed exposition of some of the history um, mm -hmm. they approach it from kind of a unique perspective in that um, they're uh, they're escaping from this army of evil these kids and um, Moraine who's uh, an Aes Sedai a female mm -hmm. magic user and her um, warder uh, basically a defender that uh, Lan Mandragoran uh, which uh, Chris mentioned a while ago yep. and they're on horseback uh, heading to the safety of the Aes Sedai tower. And um, as they're walking along, suddenly um, uh, one of them starts singing and um, the other kids all join in and they sing this song um, and they finish singing it. And um, the Aes Sedai uh, lady Moraine, she asked them, um, you know, that's a, that's a great song. And uh, it's, it's um, good that you, sing it and remember it do you know what it means and none of them did mm -hmm. um they thought uh, it was kind of a story about an individual whereas it was more of a story about a city and the siege of this city and so she uh ended up explaining it to him but the way they approached it was really good i thought it was it was entertaining and uh it was uh it provided some needed uh detail um, about the history and why things are kind of the way they are. So, yeah. And I'll add on to that real quick. There's another yeah. scene as well where, um, uh, Nynaeve, uh, is doing a prayer, I believe, uh, in front of Lan, uh, after he was found praying one morning and she was reiterating something that's in an old tongue that she didn't necessarily know what it meant, but her parents had always, uh, said it to her. And right. it was the last thing that she ever heard them say. And when she repeats it back to him, uh, he actually gives her information on what that what that saying meant and, and everything like that. So it alludes to more history. So they do, as I was saying, like they, they do bring up opportunities to kind of fill in the gaps and they do it in a very appropriate manner that makes sense. Yeah, so. very. it's a very organic way, I think, yep. of doing it, which is nice. Um, and uh, there's also, I don't know if you've uh, watched this as well, but there is an animated companion piece to Wheel of Time. Um, but I will tell you that um, getting to the animated companion piece and watching it is sort of akin to Bilbo's trek to Mordor. <laughs> um, yeah. What so, parts of the internet did you have to go through? Well, <laughs> you can only get to wow. it. You can only get to the animated segments on Amazon Prime. Um, and only if you're using the Amazon Prime app. It's, okay. So if you go to the website, go to it's Amazon Prime, okay. you won't get there. So you have to be using the app. And then you have to actually start an episode. And if you want to watch all of the so there's they put one out every week and they're about a five to maybe seven minute animated segment okay. it gives you some of the history of the thing and so if you want to watch now all five you have to actually start the real episode five and then once it's past the commercial bits at the beginning um you pause the show and then when it's paused you go up and you click on the x-ray button. And then once you're into the x-ray, then you tab over to additional content. 
and then you go down the additional content and then you can find the animated thing and then you can click on it. But if you do that on a phone, you cannot then Chromecast it to your TV. What? No. So um, I had to take my Chromebook and I initially <laughs> tried going to the website. Of course, that didn't work. I couldn't right. find it at all. And my friend Zach is like, well, here it is. It's on my phone. I can see it. I just can't Chromecast it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how did you get there? So we're, we're trying to, oh my God, it was a nightmare. I, it probably took us 45 half an minutes. hour to get oh, it no. It was more almost closer to an hour. I'll yeah, bet it because, works fine if you've got a fire stick or a fire TV or something. Probably. Oh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe. That's but yeah, I was, hate uh, this. Sort, I so, hate that so sort they, of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So they buried the content under the x-ray kind of like further reading thing instead yes. of just yeah. making it the yeah. additional like content that's usually part of any series. You could just right. go down and see the previews or yes. whatever. <laughs> yes. They buried it in X. Wow. Yes. And that's it, awful. It, it was horrible. Um, and so I will say, so there's five of them that were out there now. We watched, we didn't manage to watch all five. The um the first two were good, provided a lot of background. The second two, we don't barely understood what they were about, let alone what impact they had to anything. And then the fifth one again was good. Um, so I don't know, your mileage may vary. Um, if you want to watch those. Yeah. So there's one of the there's a, a scene from one of the animated segments. And, uh, you know, the other thing that annoyed the hell out of me um, is that when you go to watch the series and you go down to episodes and you can see all of the five episodes that are out there, but then they also have little like, um, you know, behind the scenes of each episode. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. And their bonus content. Yeah. Okay. But there's a crap ton of stuff. in There's there. a crap ton of stuff there. But if you look. All of the behind the scenes episodes are all labeled episode zero. Wow. Yeah, so you don't know which one you've and seen. And so unless you click, uh, look at the episode zero and read the description, you have no clue as to what behind the scenes segment you're looking at. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> yes. So I just pulled it up on my iPad and I never would have seen this. This is actually genuinely kind of cool. Yes. Um, From the aspect of all this. And, and they have all this additional origin stories and stuff in here. Right. That is kind of to, to your point, Seth, like a lot of this is probably in the books. And, and like we were saying, um, you know, they're bringing it up as needed, but it would be kind of cool to have some additional context. It's all here that somebody put effort into making this. Yeah. And then Amazon just stuffed it. Just buried it. That I rarely ever click. Right. Right. I have never gone into the x-ray before. Neither have I. I. I just don't. No, but this is actually stuff I, I like to see. Yeah. And like oh, I say, three awesome. of them were good and provided some good history and some background. Uh, <laughs> the other two were just kind of strange. And, and it was like, okay, well, what good is this information? I don't see any, how it relates to anything. Um, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll come up later. I don't know, but wow. it was, this, that, this is great. Yeah. It's got the, the history of the breaking of the world, which is, yep. What I was referring to the 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 Dragon Reborn, you know, makes yep. a yeah, that world. Um, the White Tower background, all the information on where they were going east in their journey. Uh, tons of photos and behind the scenes stuff, concept art. Yeah, there's a lot of very cool um, uh, stills from the different episodes. So they've got like a gallery of still images you can go through and look at. And I will say that that uh, Isodai Tower that they're in. I just love the architecture of that and the, mm -hmm. the pillars and the, uh, the way the rooms are designed and how they look. Yeah. Uh, when they, uh, when they have the uh, spoiler alerts, um, when the guy, uh, uh, when the one Aes Sedai unfortunately gets killed and the guy has to go take her, her ring and put it into the, the fire lava pit thing. Right. Um, the scenery that they had around that was, was pretty amazing. Cause you can just see how, overarching it is and you can look over the entire land and everything right uh, from that scene i honestly thought he might lose his mind and jump off the cliff there yeah uh, when, when i was watching that i was like boy is right. this where he decides he's done 
That's right. what um, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and to that point, so the the the, the ward that, that Bill mentioned earlier, these Aes Sedai, um, they have this special bond between them. Um, and Almost uh, like a psychological or a mental bond, right? Yeah, because... all the way down from psychological to physical, there's just this yeah. bond there, a really strong bond. And, and when w- either one of them dies, it's very traumatizing for them. Um, so much so that that in the 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 last episode that they that they uh, aired uh, Friday night uh, was actually very depressing because it goes through um, this guy's uh, pain of trying to deal with this and ultimately um, he ends up taking his own life because uh, he could not go on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know the series is really good. Just be warned. It's was that episode five or six. Uh, fifth five episodes so far fifth, fifth uh is a little depressing it's good yeah, and but it's a the, little bit depressing you know i did watch the behind the scenes of episode five and um that was really a, a good one to watch because there was information that i didn't catch in watching the episode so um there's the guy yep, linda just put up guy. a picture i think that's yep. his name's Stepan. i think uh yeah uh, but anyway, he's a warder. Uh, mm-hmm. His Aes Sedai got killed in a battle. So he's mourning her loss, throwing her ring into this vat. And like you said, you thought he might have jumped off the top of the tower to kill himself because he was mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he was that that um, distraught. Yes. But he didn't. And instead, uh, what, he waited like a day before taking his own life anyway. Yep. And but th- there was also it wasn't just a sudden thing where he took his life. It was where he planned it out enough that he went to that naive and got that special tea mixture that was supposed to put you to sleep. Cause he was having yep. said he was having trouble sleeping and he used that to drug one of the other warders who was keeping him company and trying to prevent him from committing suicide right. or doing something to himself. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, he could have just easily jumped off the tower at that point rather than go through all these, <laughs> right. you know, detailed he went through a lot of effort to, yeah, a yes. lot of effort and pre-planning. <laughs> yes. Uh, when, yeah, but but to that point, that's they that they did such a good job of mm-hmm. depicting how distraught this person was to where we had the foresight to think, like, when is he going to kill himself? Right. Yes. You know, when, when you're right. standing up there and you see mm-hmm. that, that cliff, right. it's like, boy, does he just... Does he just keep walking and, and take a leap off of that or what? <laughs> right. No, it turns out he, he gave some thought into it. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, he decided to take his own life. So, well, yeah. I think um, I think he was planning on trying to decide if he was going to be the guardian for that next girl who didn't have yes. one yet. So. Yeah. And I, and I was wondering that, too. Well, maybe yeah. maybe we see this relationship build between him right. and, and the other person. Um but uh, there, I don't know. There might be something brewing between Lon and, and Nynaeve. Uh, so, yes, you know, that's I, true. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, because that would be interesting because, you know, he would have to somehow figure out a way to leave uh, Moraine. And yeah. uh, so that would be a weird thing. But the, uh, the thing I alluded to earlier that I didn't catch in the initial episode that I caught in the behind the scenes was um, after uh, Stepan kills himself. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this sort of a beautiful ceremony. Um, and this is talked about in the behind the scenes thing um, where um, all of the warders and a number of the Ace Sedai that knew him are all in this room and they're all dressed in white. And um, he, um, uh, Stepan is dressed in white and he's laying on a, a, a stone slab in the center of the mm-hmm. room they're all kind of all around him in like a circle and um they um ask uh lan mondragoran uh if i said his name right mandragoran yeah to um release his pain release the pain mm-hmm. on behalf of all of them and what I didn't catch was that the the uh, behind the scenes revealed is that it's um, sort of uh, not 
not kosher for the wards to show pain or to release pain or show a bunch of emotion. And so what they do is when somebody passes like that, they pick one individual to release the pain on behalf of all of them. And so that's what he was doing there, screaming at the end. Yeah, and I got the sense of that. That's awesome that they had the additional content to kind of give you a little bit more context on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other thing that was... Proud. What's that? They're all too proud to release the pain themselves. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I, I don't mean, know maybe if proud's it's a, the right word. Yeah, it might be an honor. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like more it. of honor. It's the relationship that they have in between Aes Sedai is very complex. That <laughs> sounds cool. Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, it could contribute to maybe some kind of weakness or, or something like that. But uh, basically, you know, you got to move forward, you know, release the pain now. And, and kind of move on kind of thing. You can't dwell on these things. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the, uh, one of the um, memories of the fifth episode that will stick with me, I think for a while that I thought was just really, really cool was um, when they were uh, burying the Aes Sedai that had died and um, the Aes Sedai and all the warders that were part of that battle are carrying and, and Stepan, he's in the lead carrying the body of the, his Aes Sedai and mm -hmm. they're all walking with him and they're walking through the forest and it's, it's snowing and they're walking to this center area and there's all of these graves and they're shallow graves, just about the depth of a body really. Mm -hmm. um and there's all of these bodies that are uh, wrapped in white they almost look like mummies laid in these shallow graves and it's this giant circle um and it made me think well this is kind of like you know this whole wheel of time thing because everything is circles and wheels you know uh mm -hmm. but with the with the white bodies there there's the picture linda posted the white bodies laying there in this area of dirt um and then this light snow falling uh it was really a really a very cool scene the way they filmed and according to the behind the scenes episode um that snowfall was natural um they hadn't expected it and it just started happening and they said so they used it and uh, it just really enhanced the scene quite a bit did, yeah the, the other thing that was cool there is that in this episode you see one of the Aes Sedai um I don't know if she's singing or chanting, but um, she used, uh, there's a, uh, uh, this is a real thing in the real world uh, where there's a uh, sort of a chant or something that is done by women of a certain tribe or something. Um, okay. uh, and it's, it's at such a high, high, high tone that only women are able to do this. And uh, so they had, this this chant happened by one of these female Aes Sedai, um, and they wanted to contrast that with the warder's funeral at the end, where they had that oh. monk guy doing the real low yeah, the tone. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they said they they had to get a, a special guy to do that because it's called throat singing, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they actually have two tones that are produced in their throat to make this low resonant tone. Um, and it was just really neat the way they contrasted the two that I hadn't thought of until I saw the behind the scenes. So I would encourage anybody watching the episode, be sure to check out those behind the scenes. Cause there's a lot of so, cool information in there that, that you never even thought about. So how much, yeah. How much have they uh, gone into the magic at this point? Uh, not, not, yeah. not a ton. Right, and they haven't covered the different um, Aes Sedai groups. Like I mentioned, there's there's a few different colors. You you start to learn that that they choose what house, if you will, that they that they ultimately end up belonging to. Yeah. Uh, but they talk about how it was only meant for women, and there's men that have the power, and they kind of start to go insane. They hear voices in their head, um, and, and they, they have to quiet the power. them. Yeah. but they haven't gone into why. Um not not a lot no they haven't gone okay. into why okay. so and but like i said uh we know there's like the one power that they yep. that they have to reach out and touch and that that's where their their energies come from mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, they, they, uh, I suspect that they're still, like I mentioned, they're filling in the gaps as they go, as you kind of need to know it, where it's relevant. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're just kind of plowing forward. And, and that's where I was saying, you know, Seth, you've read the books. So yeah, you probably have a lot more context as to the roots of this. I've read five five of the books. There are way more that I haven't read <laughs> because if the books get a bit really sloggy around five, uh huh, and it's just a fight. I heard there's like, like they, fourteen books. There are there are fourteen books. Uh, and Robert Jordan actually died before he could finish the series, mm -hmm. and I believe the last three books were written by Brandon Sanderson with his notes and help from uh, Robert Jordan's wife. Right. That's right. I did I did read that somewhere. I was going to ask you about that because I think you're a big Brandon Sanderson fan anyway, right, Seth? I am. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I saw that to, and I thought, oh, I have to ask Seth about that. if he To get about. to those books, I have to make it through another five to seven of robert jordan's books and i i just hit a point in book five where i was like nope i um i'll do it because yeah part of the problem with these huge sprawling fantasies and i was kind of seeing this in the uh in the casting is that the cast of characters is hundreds yeah yeah and so it got to the point in like book five where you're not really following around any of the characters you started off with. <laughs> uh, and uh, Linda, I think you're muted. Uh, it's okay. I'm trying to not have you hear the bird. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like book five was just going into deep lore and characters mm. you didn't know. And it, took me right out yeah and I'll, and I'll say from my understanding is this the series the tv series that they're adapting out of it takes a smaller portion of that book series and tells the tale from that from that one arc yeah and I'm, I'm kind of trying to place where exactly in the series you yeah guys. i was just trying to look that up so because I, um, I don't know the book you haven't so. mentioned a whole lot about rand matt and perrin um so yeah let me pull up their face yeah here. so Egwin, rand perrin matt they're yep. the ones that are all on the horses with uh moraine head into the white mm -hmm. tower now so, during the series they get separated and matt yeah. and rand uh end up going one direction uh and uh um, perrin goes Egwin, Egwin, and perrin yep. go the other way Right. And, and so that, that follows the books. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, um, as they go along their journeys and they, they get separated, um, they continue to learn more about themselves. And Matt right now is probably the more troublesome out of yeah. uh, all of the, 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 the four or five of them, because um, I, and, and this is where I started getting a little bit confused is, you know, is it that he has the powers that he seems to be losing his mind or is it because he picked up that dagger um in the one place that they were at that had that ruby on it i thought maybe the dagger was maybe somehow possessed or carried something with it like a curse yeah maybe um, or maybe or, driving him mad or he got some of that shadow stuff anyone right or that running. shadow stuff or something so him i'm not sure whether because uh, there's discussions that go on as to whether matt um is losing his mind like previous uh men have that have had the power right um, that's almost what it's to turn yeah it's almost yeah, what it seems like yeah he starts to turn vicious right um he he we, we suspect he even murdered a family right so um, that's why i think it's almost not madness in his case yeah i like don't he's think possessed it, yeah i think he's possessed personally and I, I i my theory was initially that it had something to do with the dagger that he found yeah that so, could be i hadn't thought about that I, I was just thinking that he got in that town they were in or that empty city the shadow yep things took him got into yeah, him and, and or or is the fact that he brought like i thought maybe that dagger had something to do with it and, yeah and it might because he took it out of there it right. followed him 
Yeah, um, because the, the other shadow stuff when it touched you, I think you turned to dust, right? That's what happened yes. to the horses there, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so that's a mystery. They they haven't they haven't revealed exactly what's going on yet, but there's a lot of bad things happening around Matt. Yep. Um, and you know, it's coming down to you know, are they going to have to put him down, uh, so to speak? So yeah, and uh, then that, uh, in the last episode, it looks like that Perrin. Yeah. Maybe some sort of a wolf or werewolf. Type yeah, some creature. kind of wolf or some kind of connection to wolves. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool how that developed. Mm-hmm. So through yeah. the through the series, uh, he keeps interacting with these wolves and you're not really sure why or what's going on there. And there's a scene where they're being tortured by the the uh, army of the light because they're such great people. Right. Um, and you see his eyes kind of light up and eventually these wolves come out to save them uh and cause a distraction if you will so they can escape and during that instance uh we see two things we see uh Egwin uh channel and and try to use her powers um to save um Perrin and then we also see that uh Perrin uh, awakens his abilities as well uh can channel and somehow is able to communicate to these wolves so it, it it's not just uh you know moraine went on this quest to pick up these these young adults to take them to this tower not knowing which one's really the one uh and what we're finding is that all of them seem to have some kind of power and and the one that was surprising that we haven't seen a lot out of for me was rand so rand ends up in this room with an assassin and she's got this door bolted down, right? And she says, you know, there's you need like 10 men to break down this door. And he's he's had it. He wants out and he starts ramming this door. And then he's ramming it so hard, the whole building is shaking and eventually he knocks it down. And that to me was like, whoa, okay, hold on. Was he channeling there? Or was the door just not as strong? Or, or did he pull up some kind of magical power that gave him the strength of like 20 men and he knocked down this door? Um, they haven't really gone back to that, right? Right. Um, so each one of these um, uh, supposed um, uh, channelers uh, have some kind of power here that uh, that we're learning about slowly so, in, in tidbits. So there's uh, just from the lore. I don't think that uh, Perrin is channeling anything really. Mm-hmm. each of them have like the the books written the first uh, books really revolve around those three uh rand matt and perrin and what happens of them mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. with them and kind of develops out their story a lot along with eowyn nine nine Egwin and nine and yeah. uh yeah so yeah they are stick it's uh i i read the books a long time ago and all of what you're saying is ringing really familiar to me. So I think they're probably following along at least the first book really well. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not really well. I need to reread the book and so, watch. But I know I do know things you guys don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for not spoiling that. Because as much yeah. as you're spoiling the show, I don't want to necessarily know what's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. I will ask this though. Um, because it's not, it's not clear to me. And I've watched, I've, I've watched the first four episodes twice. So I actually, once I got through episode four, I went back and started over from the beginning again, because sometimes mm. you miss things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, the one thing that's not clear to me is, is channeling the only magical entity in this world or are there other powers like we're seeing with Rand and perhaps, um, uh, Perrin. Yeah. Or parent. uh yeah matt uh rand and perrin you know perrin with this ability to maybe you know as you mentioned like this werewolf type ability or something maybe um are there other powers that are that that are in the series outside of channeling or is that kind of it so i think as far as magic magic goes i <laughs> think channeling uh channeling the one power either the male side or the female side of it uh, is the only game in town as far as magic mojo goes but there's lots of other stuff in the world mysteries I, if you will yeah well miss less well-known things like i think i can't remember exactly what Perrin's deal was mm-hmm. uh but i don't think it has anything to do with channeling the one power 
Okay. Because you you guys have mentioned it before, or they have you've they seem to have alluded to this, but uh, touching the male side of the power has a corrupting influence. Yeah. yeah. And that's the whole deal with the drag. Or that's it seems like they haven't revealed everything about the dragon reborn, and maybe not even the wheel of time itself yeah and they do touch on that corruption in a pretty serious way uh logan oblar is uh the one guy he's a self-proclaimed dragon reborn uh in the in the series and they oh, yeah. him about as a guy that was kind of running around taking over kingdoms and stuff like that well they capture him um they they capture him while he's sleeping one night and and they uh it takes two i uh i said i I said I uh, to uh, to control his power, um, you know, and, and he's only like you know fighting back at maybe fifty percent of his strength. There's there's a scene in there where he 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 kind of breaks out of that, and it becomes apparent how dangerous he is um, with this power. And you hear you, there are scenes where he's hearing voices in his head and things like that. Um, but to that point, as dangerous as he is, Moraine makes a comment in there that his power is still is only a fraction is is barely anything compared to what the true you know dragon reborn's powers is is going to be so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out yeah end up stripping him of his power so this is what i would this uh the wheel of time is what i would classify as epic fantasy Mm. in that uh shit's gonna get really rad yeah we're talking there, there's gonna be some end game shit in this the the longer this goes along the more uh the more epic shit you're gonna see huh. yeah and so far we've seen some pretty epic stuff and, and that's why i've enjoyed it like for me it's a it's a 10 out of 10 it's a really great um yeah. they, they didn't cheap out on how they're presenting what channeling looks like the effects of of magic and at the same time they're not they're not overdoing it either and people right. are dying. Like it's not like everybody gets to live. Like there's, uh, right. as we mentioned, uh, you know, you, you get attached to one eye die and, and that person dies, and then their companion kills himself yeah. uh, because he's that distraught about it. it like it's I said, sort of uh, five was depressed. Sort of games of Game of Thrones like in yeah. that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, very gonna, much. it's not Game of Thrones is a lot. Uh, that's a dark fantasy. <laughs> that, that, that's where <laughs> that's where no one's it. safe. Yes, this is epic, and uh, uh, yeah, I won't say that no one is safe. Uh, you know, they haven't killed any of the main. It's not like uh, uh, to to pivot just a little bit. It's not like the Expanse, where everybody's right. game to get killed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, th- this isn't where Ned Stark's going to die at the end of the first book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your your main characters are going to be around for a while. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I really, yeah, look at all those books. Uh, Get going, Seth. Start reading those. <laughs> right. I read up to, I think, The Fires of Heaven. Hmm. And yeah, that, got, that was got like a 700 page book. And I, yeah, book five is where I stopped. And I was just like, yeah, Linda's put up a picture of all the, books in the series on the screen it's great it's too dense so yeah if you want to um if you don't want to read the books i can definitely recommend the series i've I've, yeah enjoying it a lot i think i'm gonna try giving the series another try maybe via audiobook this time oh yeah yeah all right well we should probably those first three books that i read are really good yeah all right, well, we should probably move on. There's some other series that are out. Uh, Lost in Space is out, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Has any of, have any of you watched it? No, bit. and I got I got disconnected from Lost in Space after the first season, so I do need to go back and kind of re-binge yeah, that. Yeah, me too. And get yeah, I wanted so, to go and back. And that's not and... to say it wasn't good. I just, yeah. there's so much that's been that's come out, and Lost in Space just kind of fell below that. Mm. I'll blame The Expanse, because that's kind of what I jumped into yeah, <laughs> after right. that, and I've been hooked mm-hmm. on that. So yeah. Yeah, I want to go back. We we uh, did watch season one and two. Um, I just need to go back and kind of rewatch parts of season two again, just to refresh my memory because it's been so long. But I heard that the uh, the kids in Lost in Space are so much older because of the 
you know, pandemic delay for filming <laughs> uh, the next season, they they aged quite a bit. So and how kids tend to grow. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see <laughs> how that's how they've changed. Um, and then uh, The Witcher's coming out soon, right? Yeah. Yes. That'll be fun Love to get back into that. Um, that was a good show. Yeah. Uh, Linda and I, I don't know, Chris, have you been watching Star Trek Discovery as well? Uh, no, I need to. Um, okay. That is yeah, this season's really today. good. Really yeah. good. I need to see season two of uh, Lower Decks. Oh. Yeah, they I haven't watched that either. that out by now. Yeah, yeah, that's out. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, seems to me there's something else. Uh, let me look here. Oh, oh is, uh, it, what, is the Expanse coming out soon? Yep, the Expanse as well. That's that's the other one, yeah. Is this so there's... the last season they're doing of the Expanse, I think? Uh, let me look here. Because, uh, yeah, the Expanse is definitely sunsetted, so I don't remember if this is the last one or there's... Let me see here. Season 6 looks like it might be the last one. Huh. That is sad to me because there's a lot more book to go through. Yeah. Well, um, we'll with the they, opening they up of those, those wormholes, it seems like there's a ton of opportunity for stories. But... Yeah, 6 is the final uh, series. They canceled it uh, going forward. Maybe Why somebody else, know. maybe, maybe somebody else will pick it up. Yeah, I hope so. Um, that's been a thing the last few years is other, other uh, companies will just pick it up and run with it. So hopefully that, you know, maybe HBO will pick it up or HBO somebody. sci-fi maybe. Well, yeah. and it comes with its own fan base already. So it's, you know, <laughs> it started on sci-fi, didn't it? Mm, did yep. it? Oh yeah, this one was. Oh yeah. Already. This one was yep. kicked in and picked up and now it's been dropped again. So yeah. yeah. Amateur like why it's so good <laughs> i know i don't know not, these these i are wonder ones... if it's yeah i wonder if the production values are just too much to kind of keep up with whatever it's returning yeah because bezos but, bezos bought it for amazon because he was such a huge fan yeah yeah that's one where you would think he's just oh. like i don't care keep throwing money in it right more like i bezos. keep throwing just money at it. Doing it when you got that much money just Fund yes, it. right. Do it. What else are you gonna do? You're gonna buy another mega yacht? Come on. Right. You should seasons. just be like, no, no, no. Canceled next week's uh spaceship build. Uh, yeah. I need to fund another ten years of this. Yeah, just, right. Or just right. replace everybody with robots. <laughs> right. There you go. Call back. Yeah. So yeah, oh, it's uh, hopefully. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop, uh, that's been out. Uh, I've watched the first uh, two or three of that. Um, if, if you've watched the anime, it is different. It is a, it's an adaptation of it. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. I think the production is great. Um, uh, it's a neat style. I, I, I have to say that for, for, I know they're copying the anime and they're, they're, they did a good, the little bit of it that I've watched, they did a good job of, it, it, it's, a, it's a neat stylistic animation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and go ahead, Seth. I, I have heard from other people who've seen it that it is it its own thing, and you need to yep. appreciate it for being its own thing as yes. opposed to uh, looking for more Cowboy Bebop. Right, it's not a continuation or anything of that nature. For the, uh, the anime. If you've watched the anime, then you know that it couldn't be a continuation. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> mm. uh, it, it, it is what it is, but uh, I, I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, and if you've not seen the anime and the kind of unique uh, anime that it was made out to be, you're, you're going to really enjoy the style of how this is filmed from the fight scenes down to, you know, a little bit of the humor and everything. I, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I really am. Cool. All right. Well, I think we're about time for, uh, for today. So, uh... well, we need to, I mean, we didn't really talk about a lot of the other shows, but uh, today's question is what uh, what fictional universe that we've talked about today would you live in if you could and why? Yeah, so, well, uh, the other shows are continuations, so uh, most people, I hope, have, have already watched some of them. Wheel, and, Wheel of Time is a new one for this year, but the rest, I believe, are kind of continuations. So yeah. um, of what I've seen so far, what world would I most want to live in? Um, I will take any that don't involve space. 
and we, we chatted about <laughs> this a little bit earlier, but uh, all the space ones seem to have a lot of massive like casualties, deaths. And if you live on a space station, you could be blown out of the sky. If, right. uh, you know, so no, no to the expanse, no to lost in space. Maybe the Witcher, maybe the Wheel of Time. What about Star uh, Trek? I could take either one of those. Yeah, see, Star uh, Trek's the perfect universe, isn't Star it? Star Trek uh, is, uh, I, I'd nope out of that one as well. Really? Um, well, I mean, take, uh, uh, so you, you go forward to. It's a time period. You, yeah, depends on the time period. If you go forward in the time period, you know, the, the uh, um, uh, everything was in shambles, right? Yeah. You had yeah. the great, uh, I forget what they called it. Yeah, the, the great burn, the, the burn. Uh, everything was in shambles. I don't want to live in that time period either. So uh, it, to my point, right, there's a lot right. of like these horrible things that happen right. in the space dramas. Uh-huh. But, uh, makes but, me but hesitant personal to transporters, personal <laughs> I, transporters, Chris. It's not it's not worth it. OK, I'd rather <laughs> go up it. against a dragon in an epic battle and get burned alive uh, <laughs> than suffocate or get blown up in space. I just. All right, yeah. you know? all right, fair enough. All right, so Chris is going fantasy, Wheel yes. of Time, or The Witcher. Bill, um, I, you know, I think I've got to go Star Trek. That, that for really me wants is that the end all, be all universe. <laughs> I would go there in a heartbeat. Um, you'd run the risk of being a red shirt. Uh well, <laughs> no red shirts. Well, that's the yeah, thing. I, I. I would even risk being a red shirt. Uh, um, yeah, I would definitely do that. Tra- personal transporters. You got food replicators. You know. Give, okay, there are some nice amenities. I will give you yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I I would I would do a day in Star Trek. No more. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, I'm a little more on the Star Trek. So, but 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 for a while there, my understanding was uh and i think it switches up from from different star treks a little bit but it, if you were a red shirt if you joined the the oh god security yeah um it, it was more out of boredom and it was to do something better with your life right it if wasn't the federation uh, yeah it wasn't it was it was it wasn't because um you live in in poverty, and the only right. way out, you right. know, the only way to get away from your abusive father is to join the military. Yeah, no, they've <laughs> eliminated poverty and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, in that respect, I I prefer that universe. Some of these were your. Um, I was trying to. I was thinking about the foundations universe. There's areas or planets and stuff there that I join, but not the whole. Not the whole empire. You wouldn't yeah, live on the. You wouldn't live on Trantor. Well, but, but so if you're watching, yeah, but that's just the thing. If you're watching that where all the action's happening, I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> so you want to be off in a quiet backwater world, pretending <laughs> waiting waiting two thousand years for a library to be built. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not for me. But uh, but the other the the <coughs> yeah, <laughs> but they had some nicer worlds, right? Right, that's true. All right, Linda. It's, you know, uh, yeah, they're taking advantage of the others. I'm sure it's all. It's just you know. Yeah. I guess right, Linda. Put me, <laughs> don't put me in the uh, low labor market. I want it. I want the, the high wager markets. That's all. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be anywhere I can be. Uh, oh, thank you, Bluebird. Rich and powerful, have lots of money, and have people that clean my house for me. In what world? In what world? Just anyone is fine. Whichever, as as- whichever one can supply me with my needs. <laughs> fantasy world. You can be a oh. queen or something. There we no. go. I'll be a queen in fantasy world. Huh. All right. Um, All right. Well, Seth. Oh man, I, I, I am on the fence because while on the one hand, Star Trek, yes, yes, fantastic. Uh, We've got some fantastic quality of life improvements. Meanwhile, uh, something like Wheel of Time, there's enough goofy stuff going on around there that if you put your mind to it, you could become a hero of some power and renown uh, no matter what. or mm-hmm. Enough effort and you can mm-hmm. achieve some sort of personal power and not just die a peasant. But <laughs> on the other hand, 
there's no Wi-Fi. Uh, probably not. Uh, no probably computers. Probably not indoor plumbing wherever you live, unless unless you're uh, right. with the Isadai or <laughs> some other powerful uh, government. No internet. Mm-hmm. No social media. Well, no, I'm okay with the no social media. No I'll, Pandora. No Spotify. Uh, that's another problem is no no good no the only music you get is the stuff that your local bard can play <laughs> yes. sucks. It, it's just free bird every night all day all night right so right. I, ultimately i think i might go for wheel of time probably not the witcher because that one is ugh. There's some nasty, scary stuff. Fair. Also, uh, magic is pretty awful and limited, but uh, at least there are fewer-ish monsters in uh, Wheel of Time to randomly steal your skin and eat your liver. Eh, True, yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, um, those of you out there listening in uh, podcast land, uh, go ahead and uh, answer the question for us. Post a comment on our chat down below. Um, You know, if you had your choice of all the fantasy uh, or sci-fi or even horror worlds. That we talked about today, that we talked about today. If I could choose from any of the worlds, I could find one I would like a whole lot better. All right. All right. Fair enough. So comment, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll talk about it on our next show. And uh, be sure to check us out on galacticdriftwood.space. Um, also check out our partner podcasts on synergynation.net. That's S-Y-N nation.net. And um, short of that, we will see you again in a week where we'll have some fascinating con content. Con, con, content. Well, aren't our- <laughs> Yeah, aren't we going to have Stu back around to talk about we scary are. Christmas shit sometime soon? We are. <laughs> scary uh, Christmas. We're going to have Stu back on. We're going to do an episode uh, on Krampus. We've uh, kind of talked about Krampus in the past, but uh, Krampus never gets old. Any any kind of a demonic creature that puts misbehaving kids in bags, beats them <laughs> with reeds, drowns them, and drags them to hell can't be all bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. You can't. No. I'm pro Krampus. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you all. We will catch you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.